Hi, it's Mark Bittman, and welcome to Food. As always, you can get in touch with us at food at markbittman.com. Ask us questions, tell us answers, make comments, let us know what you're thinking. We will periodically answer questions on the air. I think we have such a session scheduled for next week, actually. Remember to subscribe, leave us comments, and so on. And remember our near daily newsletter, Bitman Project, at bitmanproject.com or at markbitman.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. On today's show, we have two women with wonderfully distinct voices, Samantha Irby and Lindy West. Both are known for their bountiful senses of humor, and both have used it with much success to bolster feminism, social justice, and body positivity. Both are also well-known for their self-deprecating, intelligent essays and nonfiction, as well as their TV writing. Sam was a writer on the Sex and the City follow-up, and just like that... And Lindy developed and wrote for the Hulu comedy Shrill, which was based on her book of the same name. And in fact, Sam wrote for that show, too. If you've seen it, she wrote the famous pool episode. Really great. Sam and Lindy are close friends, and so Kate had the good idea to interview them together. Kate is friends with them also, so it's a very chummy and wonderful 
chat and needless to say, one of our funnier episodes. I think you'll enjoy it. Here we go. I just want to say thank you to Samantha Irby and Lindy West for joining me today. It's a freaking honor to have you both here. The honor is ours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So my I'm first for us both. question, well, you can speak for both of you. You guys are <laughs> friends. We'll get to that. We'll get to your friendship. We're a unit. We're not just friends. Well, We're we can like get to the unit. The whole. Okay, so I'll change the question to how did you become a unit? Oh, well, okay. So I we were like internet. For, I was a fan first. Like because my friend Laura was obsessed with Lindy, and I was like, who? Um, <laughs> because, I, but truly, only because like I didn't. I still don't fully know how to be on the internet. Like I was a late adopter to everything, uh, so I didn't really know about Jezebel or Lindy. Certainly didn't know about the stranger. So we were like internet friends for a while and then i think we really became like a, a gruesome twosome <laughs> when i worked on lindy's show shrill and we lived together during that that is i think that's when it really solidified into a hardened mass <laughs> watch this hours and hours of catfish Oh, yes. <laughs> Lindy had never seen Catfish, and I was like, guess what we're about to watch? We had tacos 24 delivered. 24 hours a day. <laughs> we had tacos delivered every day. Yeah. Ice cream, we got salt and straw all the time. So much that we never ate it. It was just like the freezer was a wall yeah. of salt and straw that was never yeah. touched. It just was like nice to open it and like see like a display case. <laughs> Yeah, of salt and straw um, that we did. Well, but Sam, you and I are kind of off salt and straw. Didn't we talk about this? How we're not eating? Yeah. Well, they stopped the nationwide shipping, and then, I mean, I think it usually takes something like, "Hey, we're <laughs> we're not doing this outlandish thing you've been paying for anymore." For me to realize the error of my ways, and like <laughs> theoretically, it's like you know, sixty dollars worth of for a box of ice cream is like. Ooh, fancy. And then when they stop doing it, it's like, you know, this was some ridiculous shit you shouldn't have been doing in the first place. So, yeah, they saved me from myself. Do you get Jenny's? No. Hell yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) We just order a different kind of fancy ice cream. I've never had it. I have to boycott because they send... um, Oh, damn. They constantly send my sister-in-law cases of it for free, and I feel resentful because they've never sent me one pint. Oh, I will message Jenny today. We pay, I pay for it because I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I, I never want to, I was just, I ever want to feel like <laughs> obligated to post, but she should not, send you one. I don't need, I just no, thought that was too funny late. If, I, if I was a sourpuss about how Ijoma gets free ice cream all the time. But I could just buy it. And mm-hmm. also I'm vegan now, so I like actually They have they have dairy free. Yeah. I think they have vegan ice cream. They do. They have um, a lot of vegan ice cream. I'm I'll, I'm just gonna I'll order some. I'm on it. Okay. okay you don't need good. you don't need to. I love to see women supporting women. <laughs> um <laughs> anyway, that's how we get got super tight and now we're I wish we could do that again. Without the hellish 
uh, workload, you know, like, why can't we just go be roommates in LA, not LA maybe, but somewhere fun for one summer. We could, we should, but how about I come to Kalamazoo? That would be incredible. (laughs) But also I would love for someone to pay us to do it. Oh yeah. Maybe we could, maybe we could sell like a joint book and then we'd get a publisher to pay for it. We could call it Kalamazummer. <laughs> um, let's workshop that. But yes, yeah, Some, something in that area. We could call it yeah. Hot Girl Kalamazummer. Do you think that we could do a reality show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, a reality. Oh, I can't be filmed by a camera, but she won't be on TV. No, never. No, we have to. It would, it's like the real world, except it's just us in bed. <laughs> so then we lived together uh, in LA in Martha Plimpton's house in Laurel Canyon. Oh my God. And it was amazing and harrowing, like yes. the drive up the mountain. And I get that. I think Russell Brand lived across the street from us. I saw him once. Or maybe, yeah. he, maybe he was. Somewhat he was standing extra. outside when I pissed myself when that dog barked at me. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Because <laughs> I slammed my hand in the door because this dog lived behind this gate. At this, So we had to like drive up this mountain. And then once you got to Martha's house, you'd par- we had to park our little Toyota rental car and then ascend up a flight of stairs, another stair mountain to get to the front door. And so I was taking some groceries out of the Toyota. It was night. There's this big like mansion. This is all like like rich people shit up here, right? This like big gated thing. And this guy had this huge dog who would always bark. So I'm unloading the groceries. The dog was not out. At least I didn't hear him. And then I go to like close the door. The dog starts barking his head off. I jump. Slam my hand in the door. The pain, the incandescent pain shooting from my hand up my arm went, also went down to my bladder. And I started Ugh. peeing. And then I look up and I see Russell Brand standing next to his Toyota Scion <laughs> with a bunch of like Bob Marley stickers on it. <laughs> and he's like, hello, need to go to hospital or whatever, something like that. And I, I can't do a British accent. I'm sorry, Russell Brand. Yeah, you can. And I was like, no, he's very nice. He seemed like a nice guy. So I'm a. <laughs> let me watch get get him to the Greek later in his honor. <laughs> I do want to ask you this because I bet you both have good answers. What is your least favorite question to be asked? I know mine. Then you say yours. What book are you reading right now? Slash what books are your influence? Slash who, what writers (sighs) inspire you? I, I, as soon as anything any kind of thing where I'm supposed to list something or recall something. I couldn't tell you the name of one book. I couldn't tell you the Bible is like, I never read a book. Never in my life. I'm going to start saying that though, like fully earnestly, the Bible. (laughs) It's hilarious. That's where I got my sense of humor from. It's so funny. Like something about the pressure of like needing to remember 
the right things and like be impressive in some way, like figuring out the code of, cause I can't just be authentic. Like I'm self-conscious. And so it's like, oh my God, what's the, it's like a code where I need to telegraph, telegraph something about myself and who I am yes. and my intellect, yes. and like my values. And it's like, you have three seconds and it's just like, so you know what I always say is Sam. <laughs> I always say Lindy. I say Lindy. I say Gia. You know, I'm always like, you know, Doreen in the New Yorker. <laughs> Just like have a, yeah. uh, it's, I, so my version of that question sometimes is like, what comedy do you like? Or, you know, like, who's your influence? And I'm like, well, I mean, I, I don't, a lot of the comedy I like is not people who sit down and like whine about their feelings into a computer. Like, so I'll be like, uh, Paul Mooney and Mike Epps and like Monique and people are like, <laughs> you a writer? Like, why don't you do stand up? And I'm like, I don't know. You just ask me who I like. I don't have a well-crafted, like who are my influences mm-hmm. answer. But also I have the same self-consciousness of like, um, gotta make sure I name women, gotta make sure I name black people and people mm-hmm. of color, gotta make sure I don't like look like you know an idiot. And really it's like nobody's answer to that question is like real, right? Like if you kick down my door in the middle of the night, you're gonna see me like reading James Patterson, right? Like not, yeah. <laughs> not like Every answer, everyone's answer is a performance. And Absolutely. I refuse to participate in the performance. <laughs> it's such a cop-out question, too. It's just not interesting at all. I know, totally. Watch, I'll use um, it next week. <laughs> <laughs> it is good to, like, I am always interested in people's, like, curated answer to that question, though, because it's like, that's what you thought was important enough to tell the world that yeah. you pay attention to. So I, but just, I just know like on the spot, if someone asked me that question, like in writing, that's a thing you can request to do a lot as a writer is to be like, uh, I can't do this interview unless you email the questions and I email them back. Yeah. Then I'm the best red bitch on the planet. Right. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm pulling this, I'm pulling that. I sprinkle a little of this, like everything sounds like really cool and fun. But on the spot, it's like, uh, I don't know how to read. <laughs> you just like leave it there. I don't have a single influence. Nope. Never nope. read a book ever in my life. Yeah. That's a, I mean, my no, real answer, my real answer is that I just read, that I never read. And all <laughs> I do is listen endlessly to 75 hour audiobooks by that are like fantasy nonsense by white <laughs> men. I read Harry Potter over and over and yeah, over again. That's my answer. <laughs> Let me ask you something about Kirsten. Yeah. Kirsten Kirsten like pickles and jars mm-hmm. and like makes jams and stuff. She's like uh she's like a kitchen whiz kind of but like in a very like old fashioned <laughs> way. Like she makes a million pies a year. Mm-hmm. When we came to visit you, you were talking about some of the stuff that she makes that you just won't eat. Oh, can you talk about it? Yeah. Um, here, so we're very different 
in many ways. One of the ways, so I, I mean, I grew up super poor and like, like we did our grocery shopping at the dollar store kind of poor, which has made me into an adult who like enjoys things from the store. I like a store thing. I don't really want your homemade, like, and I cook, right? But I don't really, if there's a store version, I'll take the store version. So that's where the first part where we differ, where she, where it's like, oh, I want a chicken pot pie. And she's like, oh, I'll roll out some trust. And I'm like, <laughs> um, no, I'm going to get the kind from the store. You can't, you can, like, I don't, like, she makes a lot of pies. I'm not a pie person. So I, I don't eat those pies. The jam, I like jam from the store. Her jam is not sweet enough. It's not gooey. I'm sure it's better. I, I concede that her homemade things are better. But if I want a pickle, I want a Vlasic pickle. I also should add that. So I have uh, IBS and just like looking at things will give me diarrhea. And so, and I've had E. coli before. And when I was a kid, I had salmonella poisoning. So the like, I boiled this in a pot on the stove and it's sealed uh, shut against germs is not convincing <laughs> for me. I'm sure it's real, but I have a mental block when like, I saw you make something two summers ago, you know, chill. <laughs> the other day she made this uh, pasta sauce. It looked delicious. And she was like, mm, yeah, I used like the tomatoes from 2000. And I was like, like pulled the tomato out of my mouth. I just, I am a, I'm here to rep for the people who like things from the store. And I love that like homesteady shit. I love like on pickling day, like I'll help. I'll chop. I made peach jam once. I do. She makes lots of like slaws and shit like that. I'll I'll cut up the daikon. I'll do. I'll shave the carrots. I don't know whatever you call it. But when she pulls it out to eat, I'm like, no, no, give me the salsa from the store. I don't want that. So I don't know. I'm a bad spouse. I mean, I'm I'm a great spouse, but I am just not one who wants to eat. And she makes like blueberry lime jelly that like theoretically sounds great, but you made that two years ago, so not eating it. <laughs> I fully understand that. I think I'm sort of in the middle. Lindy? Yeah. Oh, I'm terrified of of a home canning situation <laughs> i agree um i, I want to say that the e coli or whatever did not come from her i've never been sick from anything that she's canned it's just like a mental a mental hurdle i can't get over i i am definitely in the middle like i i'm not afraid of a like you guys sent us a bunch of um stuff that kirsten made and we ate all of it i'm not yeah. like but I don't feel like I know the rules. Like how many years can you yeah. keep a jar of jam? Or I think for many, many, I think you really can keep them 
for years. Yeah. Okay. But I will also say that my tongue has never touched any. So I can't like personally vouch for it. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Have you ever bought something, owned something that really inspired you to up your game? A tennis racket, a new pair of running shoes, a new piece of cooking equipment that made you just want to cook your brains out. I know that when I first started cooking on induction burners, I just couldn't stop. It was so much fun. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Some of the features that are available on this car include dynamic sky panorama glass roof, front row massaging seats, you know you want that, available 33-inch all-terrain tires, which you will want when you check out the multi-terrain select. These are really great features, the kind of features that will make you proud and happy to own a Lexus GX. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. We're all drinking more water these days, and we're all concerned that we're drinking safe, clean, unpolluted water. Yet, according to our friends at the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in the United States have harmful contaminants in their tap water. That's why it's worth checking out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. They remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, you know, those forever chemicals, 
in your water supply. PFAS, by the way, is found in almost 45% of U.S. tap water. AquaTrue has water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. Their proprietary purification technology is independently tested to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAS, nitrates, and many, many others. The filters are affordable and long-lasting, and they do not need changing every two or three months like so many others. They last from six months to up to two years. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water, less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you won't be buying bottled water, and it'll save the environment from tons of single-use plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and makes a great gift. Today, listeners to Food with Mark Bittman receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code Bittman at checkout. For 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier, go to AquaTrue.com and use the promo code Bittman, B-I-T-T-M-A-N. I think that the store doesn't get enough credit because you know what's good? Like freaking rice-a-roni, pasta-roni, tuna helper. I was just going to say. You're probably not going to get food poisoning from it. It's sealed. I mean, right? It's so weird. It's so weird to talk about stuff like that because people, you know, certain kind of people snobs will be like it's so bad for you and it's like no one is out here arguing for the health benefits of cheeseburger macaroni in a box who cares we're just saying that the scientists who made it put whatever chemicals in it that make it taste delicious and make you keep eating it like that's all we're saying we're not saying that it's like gourmet we're just saying like you know it tastes right it's a good point it really does i used to i had like a bunch of sort of go-tos like one of them was like a chicken bouillon pasta box situation and i would just eat it as like a treat once in a while when i was living by myself and it was just so fucking good (sighs) you know what's so good you know what's so good this might be regional maybe i don't know if if it's like this feels like the kind of thing that might have a different name other parts of the country, but um, I don't know. Let's see. Um, <laughs> a thing that is so brilliantly delicious to me is a pepperoni Totino's pizza. Oh, yeah. It's like a greasy <laughs> cracker. Yes. With like extra sweet ketchup. <laughs> you put ketchup on it? No, but like the, no, sauce, the sauce, pizza like sauce ketchup. is like oh, okay. has so much sugar in it. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can't even call it like tomato sauce. It's just like red. It's just, hey, what's on your pizza? I don't know, red. Red sauce. <laughs> oh God, it's so good. And like it, the 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 weird like racist white thing about um the like anti-MSG cult is such a freaking self own. Like MSG is so good. Oh, my God. oh, you guys are too good to have MSG. Well, <laughs> uh, bummer for you because it makes all your food better. 
So you you have a psychosomatic headache because you're you're racist against Chinese people. Well, seems like uh, the only loser there is you because the rest of us are gonna. I'm gonna sit around and put MSG on all my food and make it. See, I don't even know what MSG is. It's just like a magic salt that great makes. I mean, it's like why Doritos are good. It's like why all that stuff is good. Oh yeah. Okay, it's a thing you get at the store. I'm on board. <laughs> it's in all the stuff from the store, and that's why the stuff oh, from the okay. store is better. And white people pretend that it gives them a headache, and they're like, "Oh, no MSG in my food, please." And it's like, why? Okay. Do people actually request that at restaurants. They actually say no, S- no MSG. Maybe in my this food. is like a West Coast thing, but like, yeah, so many Chinese restaurants will have a big sign that's like, "No MSG." Like, don't worry about it. Don't. Oh put, my god. Don't make it no MSG. I want extra MSG. <laughs> Lindy, what about uh, Aham? Does he cook? Or yes, Aham's a really incredible cook. I have learned so much about cooking from him, which is nice. Like, I feel like I'm a way better cook now. Like, hot tip, just leave the mushrooms in the pan for way longer than you think, and they get caramelized and crispy. So good. I love oh mushrooms. Oh, my God. I, would, I didn't know before Aham. Just always add, add some vinegar to everything. Yeah, Aham's a really incredible cook. And I do have some of the same issues where, like, I'm like, dude, It'll be 11 p.m. and he'll and he'll have been cooking for like four hours on a Wednesday, and I'm like, I'm so hungry. And then he'll be like, Oh, I just, I think I'm just gonna make pita, like, because he's like making falafel or something. And it's like, you don't have to, you don't have to make pita. You, can, we, I know where to get it. I know we can just get it. Like, the store. You can, we have it at the store, or like, he will make truly like two gallons of pico de gallo. Because he will sort of like misjudge how many tomatoes and then we have like a giant bowl and then I have to eventually throw it away. And I'm like, can I just buy like a jar of, do you, you need to, you needed to make two gallons of pico de gallo for one taco? Like, you know, there are, I have um, issues with uh, his enthusiasm level sometimes because it's, uh, it's different than mine. I mean, like, it's remarkable that we are both married to two weirdos who insist on making their own condiments and toppings that I think is the level of like just get it at the store that really like gets me is like you know we don't have to make the the pico de gallo (laughs) like they literally have like you can at the we, we shop at the hippie grocery store you can just buy like fresh you can buy it fresh. It's not even mm-hmm. like the, you know, um, Tostitos brand in the jar or whatever. But <laughs> it's very charming. Kirsten made, Kirsten made a carrot top pesto to go with something. And I was just like, that's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> like, it didn't taste like garbage. But like, when you cut up a carrot, like, the top is garbage. I can't believe you took the garbage and made <laughs> Like that's compost. I've done it. And you made you made it into a extra topping for the carrot thing we're eating. I'm that sorry, Sam. That's incredible, but also, you know, at the beginning of pandemic, we were out. We spent like six months in the woods at our. We have like a family log cabin, and uh, Aham was absolutely out in the woods foraging every day for. <laughs> 
he for he went he came back with he got a bunch of nettles and uh, <laughs> then he made a nettle a nettle pesto a stinging nettle pesto which was <laughs> unbelievably delicious although <laughs> yeah really delicious but it's like or regular kind <laughs> like I he's like dropping yeah. the woods like getting you know a rash from the whatever but it was really good. And we ate it. And then like the next week he was like, I want to make nettle pesto again. And he went back out in the woods and he came back with another giant batch of um, stinging nettles. And then he started to like, you have to blanch them so that the horrible poison barbs fall off. And then he was blanching them. And then there was just like a horrible stench in the house. And it was like, became clear that like this batch of nettles had been like violently like pissed on by a bear or something like it just <laughs> like just stank like the most intense wild urine sam you want to talk about writing your first sex scene um you don't have to yeah you the one that got me death threats from people who said i was like destroying america because a non-binary person uh, a non-binary fictional character fingered another non-binary, or no, I guess Miranda is in the binary, but uh, another fictional character. Writing the scene was great. It was everything about working on the show, and I'm not going to say much, but everything was was great until. Um, Wait, I should sorry, people, I should say we're talking about and just like that, and we're talking oh, yeah. about the scene between Miranda and yeah, I forgot yes. Sarah. What, what's her character's name? Che. Hey, you forget Che. Um, writing the scene was great. And it was so, like, I wrote it very hornily. Um, <laughs> one thing that, that uh, I should specify about my role in this show, like, people are, like, have asked me about, like, certain choices that were not mine to make. And I just want to make it clear that I was at the bottom of a very tall totem pole and my job was done months before they started, or maybe not months, but weeks before they started shooting. And so like, I didn't choose a lot of things that people are upset about, but I did write the fingering and it was hot on paper. It was hot to watch. I thought you so, know. too. I thought it was awesome. I, I, I mean, know people are mad. I thought it was really well done. It was really hot. Sorry. I would write it again and again and again and again the same exact way. <laughs> the same exact way. Did you make the decision to have it in the kitchen? I think we came to that as a group because they're, like, the layout of Carrie's apartment, that would be the only place they could do it inside. That wasn't, like... Right in bed next to Carrie right. he was asleep. So, yeah, we wanted it to be in the apartment and we wanted them to have that fight. I mean, the thing I didn't write was, like, the thing that the actors, like, the choices the actors make. Like, I didn't say, like, what... I wrote that Miranda should have a vibrant orgasm. And, <laughs> boy, did she. <laughs> <laughs> Like those are the choices Cynthia made, and I, I love them, and I love that they were like getting fucked up on tequila and like sucking limes. It was really sexy. Like anyone who says otherwise is being uncharitable. That scene is hot. I loved it. Oh, I thought it was hot. I was 
not to be condescending at all. I was so proud of you. Thank you. That's not condescending. That's nice. I just don't know if people like to hear that. It's like a weird thing I to do. say, but I know no. you, so I feel okay saying it. Yeah. No, I love to. I don't, uh, what, whatever the opposite of that is, I would much rather have you be proud. I thank you. I appreciate it. I don't know. I feel like I did good work on the show. I feel like the show is good. And I have to say, I did not anticipate. I mean, I had no idea how people were going to react. I certainly didn't anticipate like what happened afterward. Although this is the time to get into it. The ratings versus the outrage. (laughs) Like, you hate mm. the shit so much. A lot of y'all signed <laughs> up for HBO to watch it. So, like, you know, it's okay. Tweet whatever. It's all good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's sort of a common thread. Yeah. My check's cleared, so that's all, that's all that matters. Lindy, Melissa, who edits the Bitman Project, said that um, this is kind of like, this is a transition I was just thinking about because Sam was talking about trolls. And Lindy, you've written a lot about trolls and like how you deal with them. Yes. She read your your essay in The Guardian. It was like 2015 about confronting your troll. Mm-hmm. And she read it right before her dad died. And she was like completely awed by it. Mm. So I, I guess for context, I should say that the essay is about a troll who posed as Lindy's dad on Twitter. And Lindy's dad had recently passed away. So I want to read a little bit just like a couple sentences of it for context. Sure. So this is Lindy's voice. For the past three years or so, at least one stranger has sought me out pretty much every day to call me a fat bitch or some pithy variation thereof. I'm a writer and a woman and a feminist, and I write about big, fat, bitchy things that make people uncomfortable. And because I choose to do that as a career, I'm told a constant barrage of abuse is just part of my job. Shrug, nothing we can do. I'm asking for it, apparently. So I want to ask both of you this because I feel like you have different takes, but as outspoken women, which Sam probably doesn't want to be called. um, You're absolutely right. (laughs) How have you fine-tuned your strategy of dealing with trolls and harassment? And I would consider the, and just like that stuff, like you, you took that personally. I mean, it felt. Yeah, of course. That was extreme. Yeah, it was bad. No, it was a lot. The death threat of it all is so weird because it's not like I'm sitting on your steps. You know, it's not like you have to, like, I even, like, worry about my safety. But it is, like, jarring to read if a million people are like, kill yourself uh, for (laughs) fucking up my show that I watched 20 years ago. I will say that I, I don't get trolled a lot. Like, and just like that, notwithstanding, I don't, I don't get a lot of it, but I also am not, uh, I don't leave myself open. So the things I do, I don't Google myself. I don't read anything about myself. I don't read any reviews. I don't read any interviews. I will not listen to this podcast. I don't listen to any podcast. I don't read anything good or bad that someone might have said about me. I got off Twitter when the first cast photo from And Just Like That came out and I saw some boneheaded takes and I was like, oh, bye. So I got off Twitter. But even before then, I had a Twitter that like 
I didn't see, I didn't like look at who added me. I didn't like none of that stuff. I just shut it all down. I like now I only have Instagram. My DMs are closed. You cannot respond to my stories. My biggest problem, and hopefully everyone I know is listening to this, as I know everyone who knows me listens to everything I do, is that people who know me will, like most of the bad stuff I saw about the show was because some asshole with my phone number was like, hey, did you see this article where they called you the stupidest person alive? So that's hard, like having to establish boundaries with people who are my friends. But like social media now has a lot of tools that you can, like you don't even give a person a chance to tell you how stupid and ugly you are. And I'm grateful for that. As a stupid, ugly person, I'm grateful that I can uh, turn my DMs off. Yeah, I have basically been moving closer and closer to that model um, since 2015. Like I, I'm off Twitter. I'm, I still have a Facebook, but I never look at it. Like I deleted it from my phone and I'm on Instagram and I do have my DMs open, but like, I, I don't know. I stopped writing about politics. Like in, in a certain way, like the mm-hmm. trolls beat me. Like, I'm like, you know what? Fine. I don't, I can't, I, I can't do it anymore. I, you know, once Trump got elected, I was like, I can't, I cannot be a New York times op-ed writer during the Trump era. Like what, what do you even say? What do you, every, every week it would be like, okay, pitch a column. And it's like, oh, did the president do the worst thing I've ever heard of? <laughs> Like again, not just the worst, but like the weirdest, whatever you remember, I assume. Um, so yeah, I mean, I kind of retreated a lot and then, uh, I've just been like writing about movies again, which is how I started my career. Yeah. I think that's a, that's part of my strategy too, is that there's just some shit I don't touch. Yeah. I I mean, (laughs) Like, if you want to yell at me because I've written about Judge Mathis, well, then that I will accept. But, like, politics, never heard of her. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I don't don't know how much of it is me being burned out on abuse versus, like, did I ever actually, you know, uh, objectively like organically enjoy writing about politics. I'm not sure. Maybe I, maybe I was just doing it as a job, but it's all kind of muddled. I can't, I can't tell if I've lost something that I actually liked or not. So I'm going to go with not, and it's fine. I, (laughs) I release it, but like, I do still feel like sort of culturally as much as I've retreated from any kind of arena where I can be trolled in the, on the scale that you can be trolled on Twitter. Um, which is really like optimized for trolling. I still think about it a lot and I still think it's important and really indicative of a deep cultural sickness. And, you know, I, I do have my DMs open on Instagram, which I was just complaining about yesterday, like is hellish, even though I get tons of like really beautiful, kind messages from nice people. There just are people who, are so intrusive, have no boundaries, are so like condescending every day, like no matter what you post. I was complaining about, you know, I, I posted some innocuous thing about being vegan for a month and like, here are the foods that I feel like I 
the only things that I feel like I miss. And it was like Doritos and Parmesan or whatever. And then it was like a thousand messages explaining vegan cheese substitutes to me. And it was like, uh, and then it was like other vegans being mad that I'm not like being vegan enough. And it was like, I can't believe I angered, I somehow angered the vegans by saying that I'm eating vegan. Like, (laughs) well, the vegans are notorious. I mean, I know they are. I know. And it's like, what, why do you want to be the stereotype? Look, I'm trying to be on your team. So there just is something like inherently broken in internet culture and the way that social media gives people access to everyone and that breeds this kind of entitlement. Like, so I did this interview with my two partners about our relationship like a couple months ago and it seems like not that radical at this point. It's 2022. I feel like, I don't know. Is it that weird? Is it that weird to have like a husband and a girlfriend? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I thought it was beautifully done. Well, thank you. It seems like I, we're very like boring and, and wholesome and we just like watch TV and eat tofu or whatever. You guys, I have to go be on a call. Oh, great. Sam, what did you have for dinner last night? Um, what Doritos. did I have for dinner? No, no, I had, mm, this is uh, anticlimactic, I had a salad. Plot twist. I was feeling, uh, okay, this is one thing I do love that my wife makes. She makes like a homemade vinaigrette, like a lemon shallot situation. She's out of town. She's been out of town for a week. Um, and so... I am pretending like the kitchen doesn't exist. So I've just been eating bagged salad from the store, but with homemade vinaigrette. So sweet. That's nice. It is nice. Goodbye. Love you. But you have to tell me what you had for dinner last night too. Yeah. Aham's out of town, just like Kirsten. I'm also abandoned. That's so funny. I know. He did not leave me any vinaigrette. So I... <laughs> so oh <dear. laughs> this, is not, this is not well so i i, I dropped a home at the train yesterday and then there's like a vegan vietnamese restaurant up the street from the train station so i went there at like 3 p.m and ate a large meal of um vegan sesame beef um which was incredible um it's called moonlight cafe if you're in seattle and you want some vegan sesame beef it's so good I've been going I do love vegan meat, I have to admit. Oh my God. It's so, so good. good. <laughs> I like, I mean, I I've been going to this place for like 20 years. Like I uh I would go there 20 years ago and get the vegan sesame beef. It is bomb. So yesterday I was like, ooh, I'm gonna get vegan sesame beef. So then I did and I ate all of it. And then I, which was like 10 pounds of straight gluten, I think. And um <laughs> and I don't as far as I know, have gluten issues. But then I went home and I was never hungry again. <laughs> I like still haven't eaten anything. And and I did buy, I, then I went to the mini mart next door to the, to the Moonlight Cafe and I bought a bag of Fritos because Fritos are vegan. <laughs> so then- Of course they are. So then technically for dinner, I did eat a bag of honey barbecue- Fritos. Honey is not vegan, but I'm not doing that kind of bee rights vegan. Yeah. Uh, It's a very specific kind of veganism. Yeah. So technically my dinner last night was one small bag of honey barbecue Fritos twists, which are sort of a rotini shape. (laughs) Oh, I know. I know them. (laughs) (laughs) 
So anyway, so my dinner was a bag of Fritos. Thank you so much for talking to me. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. It was so much fun. I hope we can all get together at some point. Yeah, that would be great. I would love that. Come to Seattle, hang out and eat vegan beef. I would take, I'll take you to the vegan beef. You can take me to vegan beef. To celebrate our friend, Samantha Irby, we're posting her recipe for tuna noodle casserole, which is of course, one of the most polarizing dishes in the world and also one of the most beloved well one of the most beloved and one of the most despised which is why it's polarizing head over to bitmanproject.com to have a look at that I want to say thanks for today's heroes showing up on the show samantha irby and lindy west also for kate bitman acting as fabulous guest host that she is thank you all for joining us you can follow sam on instagram at bitches gotta eat um, I don't think I need to spell that out for you. Bitches gotta eat. And Lindy West at the Lindy West. That's T H E L I N D Y W E S T. We are at Bitman or at Mark Bitman. Tune in next week. We will have someone awesome. I promise. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 